With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Welcome to the Better Business, Better Life podcast. Terry DuPont is the founder of DuPont Advisory Group, a group dedicated to providing comprehensive services to successful business owners, medical, and other professionals. Terry has top-of-the-table status in the prestigious international million-dollar roundtable, placing him among the top one-tenth of 1% of all professional financial advisors in the world. Terry's philosophy is, I've learned that I grow and prosper more by focusing on the success of others rather than fretting over my own. Terry is a certified financial professional with the Institute of Financial Wellness, an advisor for the power of zero taxes in retirement, chartered retirement plans specialist, certified wealth preservation planner, and certified philanthropic developer. On the podcast, Terry brings together experts in their field who have succeeded in building their business to share their secrets with you. And now, here's your host, Terry DuPont. Because it's terrible if I be terrible if I forgot to do that. Did you see something? Real quick, too. My background is that okay? If those on the, those are my boards, I'm always thinking. I'm doing different thoughts. Can you read oh, that? Okay. It, shows you, it shows you're busy. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm busy thinking. That. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm busy creating. Yes. <laughs> so I'll get her started here, and then um, you know I'll start it. Uh, I'll ask you some questions, and you just answer them the way you feel best. What how you're most right. comfortable. When we get through it, by the way, these things usually last about 30 minutes. Uh, I've had some go 20, some go 40. It's okay. All right. Whatever it takes there. Uh, so don't feel rushed. Um, and um, we'll jump into it here. Uh, so if you're ready, I'll go ahead and start. And don't be afraid to cut me off because I get to tend, tend to be on tangents and I get talking. When I get passionate about something, I start talking too long. Uh, well, I usually find a very subtle way to do it if I need to. Yep, it's good. <laughs> get me on to the next thing. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so welcome everyone, everyone, oh, start over. Uh, welcome everyone to this week's episode of better business, better life, building on your success. And I'm your host, Terry DuPont this week, ladies and gentlemen, we have Scott Malcolm. Uh, Scott is a, uh, real estate broker in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and, uh, he has some good information to share with us. So, uh, Scott, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Uh, and uh, happy Friday to you. Yeah, I appreciate it, Terry. It's good, good to be here. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you. Uh, so tell uh, Scott, if you could, uh, uh, could you tell us a little about, tell us our audience uh, uh, a little more about you and uh, why you got started in your uh, real estate career, if you could. Uh, I, I think I, I came out of college and started uh, undergrad school and started to uh, try to look for a, something I had a passion about. And uh I had several different jobs, went back to grad school for architecture. I went through three years of architecture school, worked for an architect for about a year and a half. And then I think I was dissatisfied, not with the creation of that, but but just the uh, pay scale, and the length of time to get anywhere. Um, found myself into construction, uh, commercial contracting, uh, as doing drafting and looking for state permits and doing all the things I do for companies to, to, to get uh, a building built. And then uh, 
somewhere along the line that slowed down and uh, they were talking about going into uh, unemployment. And I thought, I've, I've got grad under me, I got undergrad, unemployment. <laughs> so I always thought real estate was a great a great interest of mine. So I found myself taking the, the course and then interviewing um, companies. And first year I sold real estate, I made a little bit more money than I ever made. And it was fun. It was enjoyable. And I thought I could learn this skill pretty quickly um, with my background in construction and architecture and so yeah, so that's what uh, I led me into to selling real estate. Now I'm 31 years in it. So well, that was going to be my next question. So uh, you beat me to it. Great, great segue, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what, what do you enjoy most, and what you do you uh, enjoy the least about the real estate business? Okay, both sides. I think I think the most enjoyable aspect of real estate is I, I've said it to many people. Uh, when I was managing offices, that we don't sell pens, we don't sell lamps, we don't sell furniture, we sell homes. It's a, it's a big deal. Homes is, you know, homes are people, that's where you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, you're going to raise families. It's, it's really personal. It can be for a lot, a lot of people. A home is, is it's, we're part of the, the, the shelter business. I mean, it's one of the main things that you have to have, a shelter. So it's really fulfilling. To, to have enough experience to walk people through the buying process, the selling process, or the construction of a new brand new home. It's just, it just feels good laying in bed at night, knowing that I, I really took care of these people. I knew how to do it. I can, I can walk you down that path and stay off the cliffs and uh, make it smooth. So it seems easy for you. So that's the fulfilling part. I think the worst part of the business is, is something that I mentioned earlier when we were talking a minute ago, that you, the realtors tend to work with a scarcity mentality. They tend to work every night and every weekend um, because they're trying to, you know, say yes to the client. And I get it. Um, and that's the worst part is just the hours that are spent trying to get in a position to help people. When you're an entrepreneur and you work for yourself, your your biggest issue is needing work. You need clients. You need somebody to help, wants to buy a home, wants to sell a home. <clears throat> so you make yourself available almost 724 to get that to happen in the beginning of your career. I can remember working 92-hour weeks, 94-hour weeks, and for four or five years and then realizing that this is not going to work forever. I can't keep this pace up for decades. So, mm -hmm. but that's the worst part is just the, the amount of times and effort energy you put into getting, to getting this thing to get up and on its feet and get running. So. Okay. okay. Um, what would you say, uh, Scott, that your, uh, your biggest challenge has been the biggest challenge you've faced? Well, within my career, the biggest I suppose the challenge for every agent is to try to control your business. Like we talked about too, is how do you control this flow of, of work? Once you get it going, how do you control it? That's the, that's the challenge. The challenge is that is how do I get a handle on this? So I'm not working every night, every weekend. I like what I do. It's fulfilling, but I don't like the hours that I'm putting in to try to get this to happen. So that the challenge is that. And, and I stumbled into, well, I, I pursued trying to figure out how can I, control this and so that that's the biggest challenge is how do you control your life your business so you can get a control of your life mm -hmm. yeah. so could, could, could you expound a little bit possibly on what you've done to try and mitigate uh that challenge sure um you know, I think we all work by referrals trickle into your life. Every business has referrals from every everybody. I mean, whatever industry you're in, you're going to get somebody that likes what you did and they're going to refer you to somebody they know and they trust. So I, I know I noticed that when I had re somebody referred me, 
there was there was already trust there. There was already a little bit of trust there. And it was easier to work with them. They were more believing in when you said, hey, there's some options to look at. They would look at those options, you know, versus working off the street. I, I say working off the street, which is, you know, call comes in off sign and they want to see it in 10 minutes. You know, large majority of the agents will run out and show that house in 10 minutes. They'll drop what they've got going on. Uh, the classic is my wife and I had uh, dinner scheduled for two weeks now at seven o'clock on Friday night to, with other couples. And you get a call on one of your listings and it's a half million dollar home and the check's 15 grand for a commission check. And they want to see that house 730 on Friday night. And the bulk of agents will say, honey, I'm sorry, I got an opportunity here. I'm going to have to take it. And we've learned to not do that. We've learned to say, hey, there's other options. We can look at this house and but anyways, that that whole that whole concept is learning to work by referral, and everybody says they do, yeah. and everybody gets referrals. But do but they? How do you proactively go out and create that entire process to get these referrals to come? And that's not even the ticket, and the, that that's the, the start of how you control. Is you you get yourself off the street arena, and you play only in the referral arena, and that takes years to transition that over. But once you're over in this arena where you're working by private recommendations only, then the next ticket is to have consultations. Mm -hmm. I've got a couple of friends who are attorneys and you, you know, you can't call up an attorney on the phone and get them on the phone, get them on the phone's lucky if you can do that, get past the secretary. But if you can, you're not going to be able to rattle off everything you've got going on with your lawsuit you want to do. And you can't, you have to make an appointment to sit down and, and discuss this. And so I've taken years ago, I've taken that same approach was, Got a call comes in. Hey, this is John. I got your name from Sally, and we want to sell or buy a house or build a house. And then they'll start going on. They'll start telling what we, and they start their story. And I'll say, you know what? From my heart to yours, honestly, the best thing I can do to help you is sit down with you for forty-five minutes. Let's come in the office. Let's sit down and see, you know, where you're at, what your process is, and see if I can help you with your process. Awesome. And so that is that that by itself is something I don't. Very few agents will do that because they can't. They're working from leads that came off internet, leads that came off of something. And if you say, hey, I want to sit down for 45 minutes, and all this person wants to do is go look at a house. Mm -hmm. They'll just tell you, <laughs> you say, I want to sit down for 45 minutes. They're going to like, well, forget it. I just, I'll call somebody else. I don't know who you are anyway. I'm just, I just want to go look at this house. Exactly. So that process of, of stopping this and working by the referral, there's trust. And then I can have a consultation. I can really find out what it is you're trying to accomplish and go through all the things you need to know and market conditions and and then I can get that trust from here to here. Once I get that trust high enough and they really believe in me um, that I'm here for your best interest, then I can lead. If you want to buy a house, I've done it over a thousand plus times. I can help you go down that process, but you got to believe in what you got to believe in me. If you don't trust me, I can't help you. So, so that's, that's the consultation. That's how I've done it. Just be able to get off the street, get into this other arena and then get these consultations and get really good at the consultation. And like I said, it's all about them. How many dogs you got? Got cats? What, what's their names? Mm -hmm. So you just got to get in and know your client. You get to know your client and you know what's going on in their life a little bit, and then they lay out what they're trying to accomplish. Then I can walk through that with them and see where we need to start, where what needs to be done first, second, third, fourth. So so that's 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 how I've learned to control my life. And then there's one more piece to it. <laughs> I think I'm unique in developing it. I, I know, you know, I'm on a team here right now of I don't know, there's 20 some people on my team, but um most of them are young. And uh the last part of that consultation is to put a perspective with the client. And I think, I don't know anybody. I really don't. I still, to this day, uh, I'm in, you know, EXP Realty and I've gone to conferences where there's four or 5,000 people there. And I still have had conversations and nobody has this conversation. 
that I have at the end of these consultations. When I do a consultation with a buyer or seller, I, I'm going to go through the process, like I said, and then I'm going to I'm going to get at the end of that, and I'm going to talk about why we don't want to work nights and weekends, why that is unwise to do that, and I'll make cases of there's there's different angles I'll take, but it, it's an obvious case to me. It's an obvious understanding that hey, if you're going to work all day long and your energy spent in the morning, you're up, you're awake, you're ready, you're, you're effective, you're doing well, you're alert. And then when we get to the end of that whole long day, and then you're going to want to go do a real estate where you're going to spend more money than you've probably spent in anything else in your life. I mean, this is usually one of the largest purchases most people make. And then the other factor of that is they don't make that every year. They'll make it every seven, eight, nine years, 10 years. So in a lifespan, you may have four homes, five homes. And then you want to pack this in at the end of the day when everybody's tired. Well, I used to manage offices and my aides would make mistakes and then they would upset people in, in a contract. I'd have to redo the contract or help with the contract potentially just because they're doing offers on a large sum of money at eight, nine o'clock at night because that's when the public knows that's when you go do real estate is after hours. So I, I'm saying it's unwise to do that. It's, it's wiser for me to handle a large transaction. You wouldn't take... $400,000, $500,000, dollars to your stockbroker on Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock or Thursday night at 7.30. Yeah, I, I love that. We call it, uh, in, in my in my world, we call it setting expectations. Realistic. Yeah, and that's exactly what no one wants to do because if you're working off the street, you can't have this conversation. They're just going to tell you to take a hike. I'll get somebody else. But and, if you're working and, by yeah. referral, you have the opportunity to have this relationship start, and then you can be honest with them. You can say, look, it's not wise to do this in the evenings and weekends. And you always have to back it up. You're, I only work by private recommendations. So if 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 John's here and Sally recommended, I'm never gonna let Sally down ever. That's how I feed myself, my family, and everything I've I got going on. So I if it comes down to it, I will work every single evening, every single weekend to get the job done for you. There's no way that I wouldn't. But that's not the first order of thinking. First order of thinking is that this is a large transaction. I don't do it very often, and it probably needs to take precedent during the day. Yeah. I mean, you'll take time off to go to the doctor. The dentist, you how much do you spend with them? Well, you're you're setting expectations, but you're also uh, putting them in a position to think twice, uh, yeah. and so that they can make the best decisions for themselves. Correct? Yeah, they're sharper during the day, like I am sharper during the day. The whole rhythm of the earth, you know, we all go to sleep at yeah. night, we all wake up with energy, and we we use that energy throughout the day, and we get less effective as the day goes on. That's not the time to throw in the largest transaction, you know that sum of money that you're going to deal with. Scott, Scott, if you could, uh, you know, uh, share with our audience, um, what do you believe was some of the maybe biggest one or two things that help you become uh, the expert that you are today? I think you got to be curious about life. You got to be curious. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you have to, I'm always, I, I think there's a curiosity about people about their story, where they came from, what made you where you are today. Um, and that curiosity also says, when I look at a house, I think, how's it put together? How's that built? What are the pieces that go into that? Um, there was one time I, I, before I got into architecture, I, I sold uh, boat uh, dealerships. I was flying around the country for a whole year. Um, and so I was selling these luxury boats. They were they were deep sea offshore, mostly on on, on the large water uh, or, or ocean, but... Um, I was curious about how the boat's put together, how it's made and how does it function and what's make it different from the other boats. I mean, why is this boat cooler or more expensive than this boat? So I think that curiosity piece, you know, about life and about people and about things. And I, I think we're not here very long, right? We're here for a blink. 
So try to absorb as much as you can get out of life. And, and that's why when I sit down with people, it's like, so you have dogs? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that feels, I just, I'm curious about their whole, their whole package as to what is it, where you been? What are you, what are you trying to do? I'm, I, I'm going to come in and be a part of it. We're going to move down and then I'm going to pull out and then I'm going to check on you, you know, throughout the whole years because that's how I work by referral. So I'm always checking on you. Um, but yeah, I think being curious is one of the main things. Okay. Um, if you haven't mentioned it already, uh, what is one thing uh, that uh, you would like people to know about you? Hmm. I don't know. Other than you work by appointment. You know that I care. I mean, that's that's something we'll come across when I get in the, into the meetings. It's, it, you know, I, I'm not out trying to get a transaction at all. I'm out trying to build a relationship. I'm out trying to get a long-term relationship built with you and, and I have, I've, I've dealt with all of my clients' kids and they're just now turning the point where some of the kids are having kids. We're not yeah. quite old enough yet, but um, so I, I think you need to know that somebody's, they, they care and they're curious about you and, and you're not just a number. You're certainly not just a transaction at all. I don't know. I think that's, that comes across though. Anyway, I, I feel good about that, but that's something I think that it's important to know that I'm, you're just not, you know, you're not a number at all. You're, right. you're another person that's interesting to me is the, How'd you get here? What are you doing? <laughs> so what is something, you know, now that you uh, wish you'd known when you started in the business? Mm. I, uh, I, th I think knowledge is key. I mean, you know, success comes from just really knowing what you're doing yeah. and then having that creates confidence and then conf people like work with people that are confident and they know how to go down a path. Um, it reminds me, I ran track in high school. I ended up getting five full ride scholarships to college. And I remember people would say, did, and I would win a lot back in the day. And people would say, are you going to, you know, when you get on the line to, I never ran a hundred meter dash, hundred meter, 200 meter. And when I run those meet, those races, I never got on the line and thought, I want to win this. I never did. I always think I need to come out of the blocks at the right angle with the right don't waste motion and get all this thing to get up and get into my chairs, they call it. And then just don't waste any motion and just completely focus on, on the mechanics of the of the job and then once i got the mechanics really you know well done then it, it resulted in winning quite a bit which led to scholarships and all that so same thing with this you come into this business and i think if you can pick up knowledge and don't just blow it off learn 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 what you need to learn in this business and the details of we sell homes so you should know how they're put together how they're made how you pull them apart how you put them back together what the problems are what the problems shouldn't be um, and so that knowledge will, will, will help you grow and sales will come and people will come to you and they'll like what you've done for them and they'll tell somebody else and you can go foster that, that piece. So I wish I would have learned to work by referral a lot earlier, yeah. much earlier in my career than I did. I didn't, I let the street still keep taking me away, taking me away. And I started, I, I would catch on to that right off the bat. Okay. I would build a database and really go deep on my database and really work on my database right up front. <clears throat> so um, do you think, um, from your experience and, and what you've seen, uh, that the real estate associations, uh, do enough training and educations on subjects that are related to estate and or property transfer planning, that type of thing? Hmm. I, I think the state local levels that we have here do an excellent job of, of engaging agents and, and having classes for many, many things. Uh, they're excellent, if you ask me. They're, they're, they're a 10 out of 10, I think. But you're right on transferring. That usually, what that transfer piece comes from is title companies. Mm -hmm. And title companies, when you get, we just, I just had a conversation this morning with a colleague.
that uh, has an unusual, I actually have one right now, an estate situation that's not an estate. Should be an estate, but it's not. Um, so that educational piece comes, you rely on to the title companies that have to transfer title here at the closing eventually. eventually. And they're the ones that, that really educate you on what that piece looks like and how that has to, has to, has to happen, given certain circumstances. So, yeah, so I don't think there's a lot of classes on that, but I think you get that when you get into a, an actual transaction okay. uh, from the titles. Now, title companies are excellent around here, too. They're really good. What was that? I'm sorry. That's, title companies are very good here in Fort Wayne, too. We don't, I don't think we have any bad title companies. We're all, they're all, you can rely on almost all of them. So, is there something, uh, Scott, that you normally would share with each and every one of your clients? Or I just told you about not working nights and weekends, <laughs> making that case. That's that's everybody gets that same talk. Um, yeah, that's exactly. That's something. And that's the only way you can control your life. I mean, when they you can, you don't have to get any more complicated about it at all. It's just flat out not working nights and weekends. You're going to work some of them. You're going. It's going to happen. Don't say you don't work any, but but you're going to. Yeah, it's important for everybody that you're working with to know that why was it not make sense? How do we want to work, and what's going to make sense? There's all kinds of pieces I talk about. This this phone I have. A, I don't carry my phone with me. I mean, I do, but my phone is available for me to use as a tool, period. It's always off. I learned long time. I've had four, three different coaches that I've hired over the years and, and you know, they get on your case and I had you know, some pretty big coaches that were pretty good money. Um, they get you straightened out pretty fast on priorities, life, what's important, what's not. Where do you where you spend your time? What your calendar needs to look like? What doesn't need to look like? And that phone is a, one of those things that just keeps going like this all day, every day. Yeah? Yeah. Most in my industry, people live by the phone. That's an incoming call off the street that could be thousands of dollars. So I'm going to take every, excuse me just a minute. I need to make a call or I need to take this call. That is something that I've gotten control of, in control of a long time ago. I do not let that happen to my life. And so therefore, you have to coach each client at the consultation about how I handle communications. And I, right. it's not me, but it's also you. What's the best way you communicate? What's the best way I communicate? We got the email, text messages, and phone calls. How do we want to intermix those? And, and then I explain how, that, how I work that. When I'm with a human being, I'm with a human being. Yeah, I get you. My phone's not on me. It's in my car. It's in my office. I will never, the little bit of time I got on earth, a little bit of time I got with you is going to be with you. That's why you can't call me up and just start rattling off. I mean, like, we need to sit down so I can devote time to you. And when I can vote time to you, then I can give you my full attention and we can actually try to solve some problems a lot faster than trying to intermix it with interruptions constantly, which is what most agents do. Yeah. So that's another reason to get off the street and get into private recommendations, get these consultations going, get good at these consultations and laying all the things out so that you can have a really excellent transaction. Yeah, that's that's an excellent habit and a, and a good and a great recommendation as well, obviously. So um, what is a mistake, Scott, that... Uh, you see many people make uh, that's hard to undo as it relates to, uh, you know, your real estate uh, business. And it's, it's reacting to everything that comes in. That's the biggest mistake. Mm-hmm. You give up your health, you give up your family, you give up, you give up a lot when you react, you live a reactionary life. You live a, a life of scarcity versus abundance mentality. It changes the world. I mean, scarcity says I, I it's a doggy dog world. And I've got to get my piece of the pie. So I got to react to everything that happens. And 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 the business of real estate is a reactionary business. Yeah. If you don't challenge it, you don't do what I'm what I've discovered and talked about. You are you're going to react to everything that happens as it happens, and your life is constantly being pulled to all from being around for three decades and then and managing lots of people and, and having my own experiences. 
that's what you see. And you see people accepting that. They just accept the, the spouses say, well, that's the job we're in. That's the business. That's the industry we're in. You got to let them go all the time. They got to run. So that's that's a mistake. The mistake is to react to everything as opposed to respond to things. Excellent. So, excellent, excellent advice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, you, there's, there's a methodology of how to warp from one world to the other world. And it's not overnight. That's why it's hard. That's why most people don't want to do it. You can't get agents to do this because they don't want to take the time. And what's behind that is your industry. Mm -hmm. What's behind that is money. Mm -hmm. I need every check. Mm -hmm. Every time I get an opportunity to get a check, I'm going to chase that check down. Or I'm going to chase down those rocks, overturn them and see which ones I can make happen. (laughs) That is what drives this behind the system of staying in the scarcity mentality. Because if you can't control money, if you're not good at controlling money when it flows to you, then you also, you're, it's all goes together. You're going to chase, chase, chase your whole life because you need the money. So until you can control your clients, then control the money, learn how to lay that money out and put backup money and put in reserve money out to different areas. So that you, you know, you get big checks in this business. And I've got 21, $22,000 checks, 18, $19,000 checks. And if you put that in one account, <laughs> you think, awesome, that's a lot of money. So we learned to take that and chop it up into all kinds of little parts and pieces, and there is no money. It's it's laid out across the different accounts, and it's put into different pieces and going to work in different areas. So we don't ever have that money. That money's there, but it's it's working right now. It's going to put it to work. So, Scott, um, how do you define success? Uh, excellent question. Um, so you know, you know, there's lots of different definitions, and, and I certainly don't do it by production. Um, you know, and I, maybe it's because I've never been a big producer. I've never been a gigantic producer. I've, I've never been up in those big, I mean, I've done some good numbers and made some good, I still make a good living, but but I I, I think success, one of, one of my life uh, is to design your life. You know, what do you want? What do you want your life to look like with your family, with your health, you know, with, with even things that you want, you know, physical things you want, houses, cars, all the stuff that you put into life. What do you want? What do you want to look like? What would make you feel good? And, you know, some, some of those are going to be material things. There's no doubt about that. Um, and then try to pursue that. Lay out what you think is was what you want to see your life be like, and then go make that happen over years. Create that and get to the point where you can look at it and say, I've created this. It feels good to me. It feels comfortable with me. It, everything was working. So, and that is, that's health. I've been working out for a long time, you know, and I, and I, and I, it's habit. I don't even think. It's much more difficult to get up in the middle of the day, stop your day, go to the gym, change clothes, go put yourself in a routine that doesn't feel good sometimes, and then get your clothes back on, get shot, and come back to work. That is more difficult. It's easier just to keep working. It's a lot easier to do that. So those habits of discipline to, to make a good life happen, it's it's you have to design it, you have to go after it, you got to schedule it, and you got to go go do it, make it. So I think success is pursuing something that you know you've designed your life to be, and then you find yourself coming to material you're it's materializing i've had a lot of goals that i've, I've materialized i mean i've been told you, you set your sights on something and you start thinking about it and what you think about comes to fruition if you want it bad enough and so so yeah designing a good life is something that makes you happy makes you good there's no specifics to that but i think it's, it's it's for every each individual and i don't like in my industry which i don't care for is certainly that's production and it's 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 money and that's true in society isn't it I mean, most of society, I think, thinks wealthy people are successful. And, and you know, and some of them are. There's, I would never take it away. They're, absolutely. There's some people that have got the whole world going on, all the different pieces to it, all the different uh, functions of life. 
many of them though find themselves just having success in the business world and in the money world. And when you come into family, health, and uh, other pieces of life, they oftentimes don't make it. Some people do, and some people don't. So what I what I've found, and I, I can't, I have to agree with you 110 percent, is you know if you focus on the money, uh, you're going to have problems with money. If you Correct. focus on your, what your passion is and and helping uh, people mm-hmm. obtain what they want, uh, the money's going to be there, and you're going to be much happier. You know, focusing on that. So, so byproduct of, of, of helping. Yeah. I mean, same when I raced, I never thought about it. I did the work. Same in this career. Do the work. Money will come. Yeah. And then then I think you never know how to control it. <laughs> a lot of people make money and they don't know how to control the money at all. And then it gets to be very difficult. I used to be one of those. I would admit I was one of those people that make money and I don't know where it all went. Where did it all go? And so I laid my pride down years ago and said, I need help with this because I don't know where the stuff's going. So now you know I know where every penny goes. We're going to start winding this down, Um, but uh, uh, is there anything you wish to share with our audience that we haven't talked about already? No, I just wish that real estate brokers would take the time to to really get it, get to learn. If if everybody had their own database and they learned to work that database, everyone did, you wouldn't have as much competition fighting for people. You wouldn't be out there working in open houses on Sundays. You know, what's the, who came up with this idea of, we work five days and we take two off. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the United States or somewhere along the line thought that was a good idea. Why? So you can rest. Mm-hmm. And realtors don't rest. They do weeks and months and years and decades of just running. So, you know, I wish this real estate community would come together and say, look, let's let's really work on our database. Let's get the living coming from that. It's a better, higher quality living. It's it's, it's more respectful. Um I wish they would. I wish people take the time to, to follow what we teach. I, we teach it here at our group. And, uh, you know, the EXP umbrella I, I'm under is just an awesome, an awesome, I think it's the best one out there for financial uh, advantages. Um, we, we're all owners of the company. I have stock in this company. Um, we all get stock in this company. You can't, just, and there's other options here, the financial that you cannot get anywhere else. It's just, it's a cloud-based company and and it is, you can't compete with it. I don't think you can. And I, I'll say that openly out to the market. You cannot compete with uh, EXP's financial structure. So, and one, of the things I, one, of, one of the things I asked you earlier was, you know, uh, uh, what was, what's been the biggest challenge you faced? And that was kind of early on and through your career, obviously. But given what success you've achieved, what is now your biggest challenge? You know, for me, it's just capping off my retirement. And I'm not going to retire. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't, I I don't look at retirement as retirement. I look at it as chapter two. What's my chapter two look like? Chapter one was my real estate career. That was really cool. That was a really good ride. It was fun. And I learned to control it and got it in control. And my life was really, really well, well, well put together. So what's chapter two look like? So I'm in the middle of then for four or five years, mentally going through it, financially going through it, and just trying to build this next chapter. Uh, preparing mentally, preparing financially. That's my next big challenge. That's that's what I've been working and phasing into for a while. But that is, that's what's in front of me right now is I got my health in order. I got my family in order. I've got a lot of things in order. Um, my business is awesome. It's in control. It's really, it's a beautiful business. So what's chapter two look like for me? And that's what I've been, my wife and I have been working on what in the pieces of that. So that's my biggest challenge is putting together this next chapter, which I'm super excited about. I love that. Because I feel the same way, you know, I can't golf enough, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I love golf, but that's just one little piece. 
that much. Uh, yeah. And uh, so what am I going to do with all my time? You know, yeah. and, and I have a passion for it. And, and I reward, I reward my clients and, and, and aspiring clients and, not, I, I encourage them to look at the Bible and try and find the word retirement in it, you know? Yeah, 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 that doesn't exist in there. Yeah, I agree. And so we, we're not supposed to retire. We're just supposed to go out and help other people do other things and volunteer for things and get involved in things that you're interested in and just push the envelope and keep going in different, the world's a big place. There's lots of things to see and do. You know, it's not that we've, say hey i think i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna volunteer for this i want to be a part of you let, let me try it that'll be fun so again it's that curiosity right it's that curiosity about life that will feed you in and keep keep you going so we we drive back and forth we have a place in florida we drive back and forth um we don't we fly but in the winter i've been staying there for some months and i can still make my calls and keep my whole business rolling i got boots on the ground here but we drive down there and I'm always seeing these billboards for cave exploring or whatever. And I said, honey, next year, when we go down there, let's take a, two weeks to drive down there and let's go to these places. I keep seeing these signs. And so it's that curiosity to look at all the little things along the way, the, the 800 mile trip. I could spend, you know, a day here, a day there. So never a destination. It's always a journey, right? Yeah. You're just, you're, yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. We get down to Florida and then we take the car and go out, explore around Florida and start driving around looking for new things to see and do and, yeah, no idea that was there. Look at that. <laughs> so, yeah, life's a big place. Yeah, Scott, I really enjoyed having you on. It's been a great discussion. I really uh, had a good time. Um, and you're, obviously, your your contact information is, is at the bottom of the screen. Um, sure. But it, would you like to uh, give our audience, uh, you know, uh, a little more information on how they can contact you and find out more? Sure, about yeah. I mean, I, my clients text me. I mean, uh, so I use texting as as a not very, I don't have a lot of texts. Only people that text me are people that want my attention. And I coach that whole thing up to the consultations. So, but, so my phone number is 260-705-6500, 705-6500 with a 260 area code. Um, so yeah, if you put my name in Scott Malcolm and you text me, I would love to talk to any agent that wants to learn how to control their life, how to get their life in, in order, their financial peace, as well as their business, and then get your life back. That's, that's what the mission here is, is to help and show realtors how to live a better life. It's one of the mission statements that we produced here. Um, and I do it under the NXP umbrella. And so, yeah, that would be the main contact for me. And my email, it's always an option, is Scott Malcolm EXP. So uh, at gmail.com. The phone number is my number one. So, uh, Scott, um, uh, I want to thank you so much for being on. Like, as I mentioned, uh, it's really good having you on the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm Terry DuPont. This is Better Business, Better Life, Building on Your Success. Uh, and don't forget, the best way to predict the future is to create it. And so join us next week on another episode of Better Business, Better Life. And it was good seeing you. Thanks, Terry. Now, Scott, I'm going to turn off the recording. This has been the Better Business, Better Life, building on your success podcast. If you have questions about creating tax-free wealth and income, forward-looking tax mitigation, strategic risk mitigation, wealth preservation and legacy planning, and advanced financial management, go to dupontadvisory.com or email terry at dupontadvisory.com. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? 
Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com.